another week, another talking dirty. What he said. This week, we got a ton of information for you. First up in the MLB, first guy got tossed. We'll give you a full breakdown of that. Over in the NHL, we got the uh, yearly awards as well as the playoff update. We're in the Stanley Cup Finals now. And then in the NFL, Tom Brady is sounding off about a former team that passed him up. We're going to break down exactly who it was. And then in the NBA, we got the playoffs and the coaching carousel. Over in pop culture, we got uh, some trailers dropped for some movies. And then, of course, the uh, episode recaps for Loki, Bad Batch, and Rick and Morty. And then, of course, your jams of the week. So with that, take it away, Ryan. Uh, before we get started, uh, we are in a new studio. Congrats yeah, on the yeah, new house, guy. Thank you. It's great. Um, but also, koozies are for sale still. Uh, $7 a piece. They really help us out, help support the pod, help us support all the Twitter account, the Instagram account, etc. Um, so go follow those at Daredevil Sports and DM us on those platforms if you're interested in buying a $7 koozie to support us. With that being said, let's get into it. You. Get started, Ryan. How you doing, man? Not too bad, dude. Just taking in the uh, new environment, the ambiance. Yeah, dude, it's weird. Feng first sh- of all, yeah. First of all, we never recorded here. But second of all, I'm on the couch and yeah. in the chair, and it's the weirdest thing ever. Well, you're a guest in my home, man. You, got, you get the couch. It's the way it goes. I know, but it's just, <laughs> it's just so weird having like, the mic like this close to my face. Yeah, I get that. that. Yeah, it's weird because I'm like leaning in too. Yeah, like I'm literally just sitting here and it's like in my face. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure the listeners hear me loud and clear, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I don't have to be as loud, Mm -hmm. but still, it's just weird. Um, But yeah, man. How are you doing, dude? Uh, Dude, all right. I'm fucking exhausted. I've been moving like all week since probably we last recorded. Just yeah. getting all my shit together. Moving sucks. I'm glad I'm done with it for like the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's great when you're done. Mm-hmm. It's amazing when you're done. Yeah, actually. you can just kick back and relax when you go home. Exactly. Sucks. And I was like determined. I was like, I want to get this all done before the new week because I don't want to come home from work and have like a bunch of boxes and shit. Absolutely. Laying around, you know. But it worked out, man. It's all good. But uh, let's oh, wait, get... Also, happy oh, yeah. 4th of July early. Oh, yeah. Early 4th of July. Yeah. Happy July 3rd, too. What's as that? well. This is the thing me and my buddy celebrate from high school, man. Yeah, nice. Because we worked at a pool. So, like, July 4th, we'd all always work. Yeah. So, we'd get blackout drunk the night before and all roll into work together the next day. Oh, that'd be great. So, we would just celebrate July 3rd because we'd have to work on the 4th because of a fucking pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that would be our holiday. So, we would just, like, do rambunctious shit July 3rd. That's sick. <laughs> our friends have a holiday. Like that, but it's four twenty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> direct week after four twenty. Um, no, but I feel like cause I work at a country club bartending, mm. so I work every Fourth of July. I'm supposed to. Yeah, the last like four or five, I uh, just went on vacation here on Fourth of July, so I'd always get it off. So I, this is like the first year I actually have to work on Fourth of July because we're not going on vacation Damn. until September. Damn. Yeah. You think it'll be busy? I mean, at country uh, club. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have Sunday and Monday because Monday is the federal holiday observing because mm-hmm. it's a weekend. Yeah. And so it's like we're just going to have a golfer's out the ass. I love the observation holidays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just like 
oh, fuck, it's on a weekend. Guys, what do we do? Ah, give, give him Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah, let's just knock him in Monday. Yeah, that's great. But all right, let's get into it. So leading off, we got some miscellaneous sports. Miscellaneous. Uh, so the Tour de France sign lady. Did you see it? Yeah, it'd be crazy. She like caused like a hundred... You know what the sign said? It was in like... Yeah, it's like, right? hey, grandma and grandpa. And it, <laughs> it was in... It was in... Uh, what was it? German and Portuguese? Yeah. Which are one of two languages. Mm-hmm. Like, hey was in one, and grandma and grandpa were in German. She's probably a mixed, like... Well, a lot, so I heard someone say, like, in Sweden or Switzerland, they talk... They speak multiple languages. Oh, ah, okay. So she's probably, like, one of those... Or someone from that country. But... She got arrested. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I last I heard before we started recording was that they were going to pre- uh, sue her. The Tour of France oh. was going to sue her. And that she was like, re- immediately fled the country. I would too. Yeah. And uh, they got her and they got arrested her. Damn. Dude, that sucks. That's good though. I mean, like, it makes sense. You literally <laughs> ruined like the beginning of one of like the most like, like infamous race ever. Like pile up. Dude, it was kind of funny. I mean, it sucks for her because they're that's gonna live in like infamy. Is like the guy that caught the ball, the the home ball, yeah, Bartman, yeah, Bartman, like all of them. It's just gonna be like this lady's now in that category. Yeah, dude, it was. It's so funny, but it's also for her. It sucks because she's in French prison right now. (laughs) At least she was like trying to say hi to her family and not like pushing a political agenda. Yeah, or some bullshit, you know, like yeah. Um, and then college baseball. Right before that, I have another one I added. Oh, yeah. What well, you got? The NCAA announced that starting Thursday, players can benefit off of their name, likeness, and image. NCAA is back. Yeah. I mean, so this no, I is... I mean the game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. coming back. Absolutely. They I just mean, greenlit the game with that. This should have happened years ago. Mm, oh, yeah. Centuries ago. I mean, NCAA, which is good. This is a good transition because the NCAA is just a fucked organization. It's so fucked. Yeah. Just money-hungry pieces of shit. Absolutely. But that brings us into the College World Series. Mm-hmm. So the College Baseball World Series controversy. So Vanderbilt versus North Carolina State is in semifinals. We're in the semifinals. We're in the semifinals. All, all, tournament, the, uh, all tournament the league has only tested Vax players. After game one of a three-game series, they decided to test everyone. Four Vax players on North Carolina State came back positive. But the league said they can play the other 13 players for Game 2 and be fine. They lost Game 2, forcing Game 3. However, in the middle of the night, the NCAA randomly had a press release that said due to COVID protocols, NC State is out and Vandy moves on to play Mississippi State in the championship. And people were obviously pissed that they didn't let NC State play with the men down. Yeah, it's very fucked. Um, the College World Series is in Game 3 right now, so the winner will be announced tonight. It's Mississippi State versus Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people were mad because literally they waited until the middle of the night to announce yeah. NC State was, is out. But, like, there's no reason to. Like, game 2, they let them play men down. Yeah, exactly. And, like, were they, would, they, would they win without, like, maybe, I don't know which four guys it was, but, like, a short roster? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Fanny's a good team. But you got to at least let them try. Exactly. And, like, also, the bigger fuck thing for me is they tested Vax players all year. They didn't test They did not test Vax players. Oh. They just started to. Oh, four okay, came back that. positive who were Vax. Oh, God. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it's also like, why are you doing while this Wild sudden. Yeah, wild sudden. sudden. Um, like, we're in the semifinals. Yeah, like, and, and everyone, everyone seems to be like on Twitter when I first announced it. Everyone started rallying around. 
uh, Mississippi State to beat Vandy. Like everyone <laughs> except for Vanderbilt's rooting for uh, Mississippi State right That's now. That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I mean it's just a kind of a screwed up situation. Um, I had something else about it too, but I totally forget. So, never mind. I'm, I'm all on the Mississippi State train. Let's go. Absolutely. Well, that's tonight. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Last night, Mississippi State, they lost game one, and they won, like, game two, like, 13-1. to one. <laughs> Like, they Dude, smoked power the people right there. Yeah, I know. And Vandy's best pitcher, the best pitcher in college baseball, pitched game one. Okay. So, that's why they won that mm-hmm. game. And then Mississippi State just blew them out the next game. So, hopefully that happens again tonight. So, let's take it over to MLB. So, Josh Donaldson hit a homer against Lucas Giolito. And he crossed home plate, and he yelled, hands not sticky anymore, in which Giolito responded, he's a fucking pest. That's kind of classless. That's kind of a classless move. If you're going to talk shit, talk shit to my face. Don't go across home plate and do all that. Just come to me. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's great. I love when baseball players go at it. Yeah. Especially, I mean, no offense to baseball. I like baseball. I watch baseball. I keep up with it. Mm-hmm. It's very boring sometimes. So stuff like this just gets people going, and it's awesome. Yeah. And, but, like, she, nobody's going to, like, leave home, like, go around the bases just to go. And stop by the pitcher and say, hey, by the way. Yeah, talk his ear you can't, off. You can't use substances anymore. Yeah, like, hey, man. Like, like he's got to cross home plate or they're not going to count the run. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no. The Pirates I, learned that. What? Didn't the Pirates learn that this year? Or is that a different team? Oh, was, no, no. The Pirates, they missed first base. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but speaking of that, it's on here. Kid Brian Hayes redeemed himself. He had a sick play at third. Okay, nice. It was like a high like, top 10 to maybe like top three play. It was wild. It was like a cross-body throw from third, laser first to get the guy out. Shit. Okay. Um, the Mariners reliever, Hector Santiago, becomes the first pitcher ejected. Then, subsequently suspended 10 games for having illegal substances on his glove. Yeah, it was you wild. substances? I mean, it's just like the stuff, like, yeah. sticky stuff. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was, but what like glue. Yeah, that'd be yeah, smart. That's not on the list. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he like he's a reliever for the Mariners. He went in, was pitching really well. They did the check, then the the ref saw someone in the glove, tossed him, took the glove, put it in a bag, like an evidence bag. <laughs> they tested it, and it came back as one of the legal, legal substances pitchers can't use anymore. So he got suspended ten games. Wait, I have a million dollar idea. What's TV that? show, mm-hmm. CSI, MLB. Wow. Like, it's just like, I'm the lab. and shit. Let's just take it to the lab. Yeah. Test it. We'll, we'll get our man. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That'd be great. It's just Joe West. <laughs> Dude, you have to get some, like, B-list actor to come in and play, like, a Manfred. Cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Manfred's, like, the... Commissioner of the <laughs> of the NYPD, <laughs> and then um, the Marlins trade Corey Dickerson and Adam uh, Simber to the Blue Jays for Joe Panic and a minor league pitcher. Dickerson is hitting uh, .260, but is sidelined with a foot contusion for a few more weeks. I love, I love you talking baseball. It's two sixty. You should say two sixty. Yeah. Uh. I just read. Yeah, I feel yeah. Um, no, that's a big pickup for the Blue Jays. Um, I'm going to check their stains real quick because I know it's pretty tight in that division. Um, but it sucks that you're not going to get him for a couple of weeks, but at the same time, he's a great ad to have. Mm. They're sitting third in their division behind the Rays and Red Sox right now. Um, so maybe when he comes back. I mean, this is essentially a trade deadline move just a couple weeks early. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of why it's a big deal to throw in there. Um, but yeah, it's a great move by the Blue Jays, and that that division's kind of open. I mean, they're six and a half games back from Red Sox, but like they're ahead of the Yankees. And the Yankees are like arguably one of the best teams in that division. They just suck this year. Like so, it, it's kind of open. You just gotta mm-hmm. add a couple pieces, maybe a couple more, and then just keep it running. And then Miguel Cabrera hits a home home run 493, which is tied with Fred McGriff and Lou Gehrig for 28 most home runs of all time. Yeah, Miguel Miggy is one of the all time greats. Mm-hmm. I actually had like a debate slash argument about not really an argument. I was with a couple of our friends like Nietzsche and Geo yeah. one night drinking at Geo's house. We were talking about baseball, and uh, they were saying Miguel Cabrera is the goat, and I. Was like I wasn't like arguing with him. I mean, I was arguing with him because I don't think he's the goat, but he's definitely one of the best. Mm-hmm. I think I was arguing Barry Bonds, but still. <laughs> then the family of Tyler Skaggs, who passed away from drug-related death in 2019, is suing the Angels for negligence. Apparently, an employee for the team was supplying Skaggs with the drugs that he would eventually OD off of. Yeah, it's so sad. I mean, this happened a couple years ago. Uh, I remember when it first happened. I think they had a no-hitter the next mm-hmm. night. Like it is wild, um, but yeah. Apparently, someone on like uh, on their in the front office was giving them like the oxycodone and shit like shit like that. Mm-hmm. He OD'd with off of oxy and fentanyl, but like they were supplying them like oxy the entire time. Damn. So they're gonna yeah. sue. Probably, probably win. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Pro- unless they like incriminate the uh, guy and just toss it all on him. Yeah, which, that's that they lose PR then. <laughs> they do, but at the same time, it's like, well, you don't have to pay them out. Exactly. Like, I guarantee they settle. They just settle. Mm-hmm. But that's it's a fucked up situation. Then Trevor Bauer is under investigation for assaulting a woman earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, this kind of news sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the, Trevor Bauer, I liked him, but if this is all true, he's a scumbag, so I'm out on him. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> um, anything else for MLB? No. Nah. Alright. Over in the NHL, Jonathan Taze finally opens up about his illness that kept him off the ice the entire 2021 season. Uh, he has been suffering from a, th- a thing called chronic immune response syndrome. Um, yeah, I didn't know what this was, but he basically released, the Blackhawks and him released like, a two-minute video of him mm-hmm. going back to the facility and skating and doing drills and stuff like that. And he's opening up about what, because he was very quiet about why he wasn't playing. Yeah. I know Matt, uh, like Salty, Oh, he's like a Blackhawks fan. He grew up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he was all worried that it was going to be Lou Gehrig's disease. Because that's what he heard like through a rumor mill. And that would be really bad. But it obviously wasn't that. And thank God it wasn't that. But what he had was like something that anytime he felt like stressed, mm-hmm. he would just get sick. Damn. Like shit like that. His immune system would just like fuck with him. Yeah. And so he didn't feel comfortable playing all year. I think he has it under control now, so he'll be back next season. Mm-hmm. But like it just... I'm just happy it's, it's not like what we said before, like Luke Eric's disease or something like that. Damn. Sounds like hypochondriasm, but like true. It, yeah, it's like a hypochondriac that's like actually has like something to yeah, like, be scared of. Yeah. Uh, and then Conor McDavid wins his second career heart trophy, which is the MVP award. He had 105 points in 56 games this season. He also won the Ted Lindsay, which is MVP lo- voted by the players uh, as well. Uh, yeah, no, that's, I mean, it, uh, this is obvious. Obviously, mm-hmm. everyone knew it was going to happen. I mean, 105 points in 56 games is just mm-hmm. nuts. He had like 77, 73 assists. That's crazy, man. That's just crazy to me. Then Flurry wins the uh, Vizina Trophy, which is best goalie. He had a 92.8% save. Yeah. 
Uh, Flurry, I'm so happy he won. I wish he was with the Penguins, but this is the first time he won it, and he's 36. Like this mm-hmm. is like the best year of his career. Um, it also sucks they they didn't make the Cup Finals. Yeah, yeah, but I called that. Yeah, yeah, the Canadians. I guess I'll cheer for them. I hate the Lightning. We'll get to that. I, I'm cheering for the Canadians, but I think the Lightning are going to win. Oh, absolutely. They, they rock in game one, mm-hmm. which we'll get to. That. Then the uh, Rangers, Adam Fox, wins the Norris, which is best, best defensive men. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, pretty solid. Yeah, and then Wilds, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, wins the Calder Trophy, which is Rookie of the Year. Oh, he killed it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember having a few headlines about him like early yeah. in the season. Yeah, he killed it. Then the NHL's first and second All-Star teams have been announced. Yeah, so we got... Carmen David, Brad Marchand, Mitch Marner, Adam Fox, Colm uh, Marker, and Vasilevsky in Team okay. 1. They didn't have all sorts of issues. It was basically first team, second team. Mm-hmm. Then second was Austin Matthews, Jonathan uh, Her- Huberdo. I had him in fantasy. I can never say his name right, though. Uh, Miko Rantanen, uh, Victor Hedman, Dougie Hamilton, and Mark andre Fleury. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I saw a funny meme when they announced that they had the, their – player profile pictures like next to each other and Victor Hedman had like a really straight serious face and Dougie Hamilton is like a big cheerful smile <laughs> and it was from it was like paired up with a meme from Parks and Rec where it's like someone's gonna die and then oh fun and in uh, April it was great uh but yeah no uh, th- those those seem pretty well uh those seem pretty spot on no pens in this uh, in either team but at the same time I mean, you thought they're more of a culmination. They're more of a sum of the parts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one on our defense really stood out. Mm -hmm. Crosby could have been put on, but like his year was like normal compared to like some of these people had a crazy year. So I get that. Mm -hmm. And Malcolm was hurt all season, so exactly. Um, So, anyways, over to the playoffs. So round three, um, when we recorded, so it was the Lightning beat the Islanders and four three in their series. The Islanders won when we recorded a tight game to force Game 7 in overtime, but ultimately lost in another close matchup in Game 7. I'm just happy for the Islanders that they won their last game in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck them. They beat us. I know, but just... Fuck them. All right, dude. I'm just trying to be non-biased for a second. <laughs> then the Canadians beat the Golden Knights 4-2 in their series. Another overtime game. There was a lot in this round. Um, the Canadians pulled through 3-2 in the last game. Yeah. I mean, the Canadians are just playing so hot. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Game 1 in this Stanley Cup series, Carey Price has been playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't do the best in Game 1 yeah. of the Finals, but still. He's been playing out of his mind. And speaking of the Finals, so the, the match was set. It's the Lightning versus the Canadians. Game 1 already took place. The Lightning won Game 1 decisively, 5-1 to one against the Canadians. Kucherov had two goals and one assist, and Point had three assists. Yeah. Um, the Lightning tonight, it's right now 0-0, we're halfway through the first, um, but Alex Killorn, uh, mm-hmm. from the Lightning is not playing, he might not play the next game either, he blocked a shot in game one that kind of has him, like, rattled still, Damn. um, it's big for the Lightning, because he scored 17 points in 19 games, like, he's been killing it for them, mm-hmm. he's always been very solid, but, like you just mentioned, uh, Kucherov has been killing it all playoffs. I mean, he's one of the guys who got through the cap mm-hmm. <laughs> issue. That Brave Points has continued having a store postseason run. Yeah. So I think and Vasilevsky is amazing, and Stamkos ain't quitting. Like you know, what I mean, Victor mm-hmm. Hedman. Like the Lightning are just stacked. Like they should easily win this series. I think it'll be six games. Like yeah. Now. I I hope it makes it that far, mm-hmm. but I don't think it will. 
Which sucks because that means the Lightning won back to back. The Pens did too, but eh, it's all right. sucks. It's all right. We're gonna get we're gonna get overlooked now. Um, anything else for NHL? No. All right. Let's take it over to the NFL. So the Falcons signed their number four pick, Kyle Pitts, to a thirty-two point nine million dollar rookie contract. That's a great rookie contract for a tight end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Actually, yeah, it's nuts. Then uh, Tanya Snyder, the wife of owner Dan Snyder, was named co-CEO of the Washington football team. See, here's my thing. No discredit to her, but it seems like it's some type of tax write-off or something. Like, it's well, just his wife. Well, like, I, I think it's gonna be, it's a PR move because all that shit like that. coming out with Dan Snyder that, yeah, like, yeah. never came to fruition yet. <laughs> but, like, everyone keeps implicating him and stuff. I think it's a PR move. Like, hey, look, our other owner is a woman. <laughs> It's not my wife, but then I saw. Then I think PFT said too on par my take because he's a Washington fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think legally, if you're the wife, you can't like incriminate, incriminate your husband or something yeah, like that. That's right, yeah. So like maybe they're gonna try to do some shady stuff with that. <laughs> um, but like also, it's like, dude, I'd hate working with my like my wife. Oh my, like that. that's just a title. Like she definitely doesn't do anything. Yeah, I mean she might. I mean she probably. Has done stuff in the past because like they lived together, their mm-hmm. their husband and wife. I'm sure she had some doings with some stuff, but mm-hmm. I think this is more of like a PR move. <clears throat> and then Kyler Murray expects a big year from AJ Green. "Quote: A lot of people are sleeping on him. Do you think AJ Green will surpass 1,000 yards and/or 10 touchdowns this season? I think 10 touchdowns, not 1,000 yards. I he's not option number one." Um, he might not even be option number two. It depends. I mean, who is now? Larry Fitz? Is old. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, yeah, he could. But A.J. Green, if he goes back to old A.J. Green, mm-hmm. he could be option number two. But like you say, he might not even be option two. So I can see him getting the touchdowns if he's fully healthy and he does what he used to do. Yeah. But he's not going to be the number one target. He's not going <laughs> to get 1,000 yards, you know? Yeah, I just think there's too many mouths to feed. Yeah, I think there's going to be – all his touchdowns are going to be like red zone touchdowns mm-hmm. or something And like the that. issue with the Cardinals was their line and their defense. Yeah. And they didn't really improve either of those. Defense they did. Right? They lost Peterson. Yeah, but did they add someone else? To stop the bleeding. Yeah. Wasn't anybody to ride home about. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Cardinals will be good this year. Then um, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr is ready to put on a, quote, full court press to recruit Devontae Adams for 2022. Well, what's going to happen when he's not there in 2022? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Half court press. We go for next year. Yeah. Like, Derek Carr is very ambitious if he thinks he's going to be around all another year. Mm-hmm. He, he has to play pretty good. And then uh, ex-Broncos receiver Demarius Thomas announced his retirement from the NFL. I thought he was. <laughs> Another one of those guys. No, honestly. I, <laughs> I, I, this time I actually thought he was. He had five Pro Bowls and two Super Bowls. Do you think he makes it? The NFL Hall of Fame is so hard to get. Yeah. To, it's not like the NBA. Especially as a receiver. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you need more. Two Super Bowls might be enough to get him in. Yeah, but he didn't have that long of a career. He didn't. He and didn't. He it wasn't like he retired sense. super young. Like he, He's a first-round pick. Yeah, he, but he like went to the, the Patriots and got cut. He, like, mm. he bounced around afterwards. I don't know. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a tough one. If he does, it won't be first ballot or second ballot. I think oh, it's like sure. his yeah. last chance mm. he has to get in, he'll get in. Then, uh, so Tom Brady was on HBO's shop the other day, and he was saying that a team passed on him in 2020 after expressing interest. 
Uh, Brady responded with, like, to himself afterwards, you're sticking with that fucking guy? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. Funny. So, that's where I did some digging. Uh, So, the list that was interested in Brady at that point in time were the Bears, who had Foles and Trubisky, the Chargers, who just acquired Herbert and Draft, the Raiders, who have Derek Carr, the Rams, who had Goff, then the Saints, who had the whole Breeze, Hill, and Winston, Mm-hmm. Then the Titans who had Tannehill and the 49ers who had Garoppolo. Who do you think it is? I think the Raiders. I was going to say Raiders. 100% too. the Raiders. It has to be the Raiders. I think he's actually interested in the Raiders. Because, or the Bears, but like Herbert was a promising rookie, so he probably wouldn't say that about him. No, wouldn't say about Garoppolo. So wouldn't say that about Breeze, obviously. Yeah. And then Tannehill's good. I don't think he would have said that. And Jimmy G, yeah, like he knew him like. Yeah, I think it's either. He kind of fucked up. I think it's either Tannehill or Carr. And then Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl the year against two prior him. against them. Yeah, yeah I don't so think you'd say that either. I wouldn't. I don't think you'd say that. Yeah, I, I think it's either Carr or Tannehill. More leaning towards Carr. I'm leaning towards Carr or the Foles Trubisky, but I guess they didn't have a set quarterback, so it might be tough. Yeah, the only thing is like the only out of all those teams, the only two teams I remember like actually might get him is the Titans Raiders. Yeah, and the Raiders, it's like Vegas. You know, I mean, yeah. you could easily recruit Brady to Vegas. Oh, absolutely. I, I do remember before he made his decision, it was like people had him like going with uh, who's the coach in Tennessee, Vrabel, mm-hmm. like his old teammate. Yeah, and another yeah. one had like him Gruden. Like it had to be like, one of those two. But damn, that's crazy. Though I just found that hilarious. Yeah, you're picking me over. You're taking. You're keeping that guy. Over. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Then the uh, Jets signed former Washington offensive tackle Morgan Moses to a one-year deal. Solid protection since they didn't dra- really draft any. Mm-hmm. Like crazy good lineman. They got a couple of guys, but nice to bring him in to help protect Zach Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they used to need a line there. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Steelers guard David Castor was released by the team this past uh, couple days ago. I think uh, he will need another ankle surgery that will essentially dictate his NFL future. He's gonna retire probably, but the Steelers in that span also signed former Pro Bowl guard uh, Tri Turner. Yeah, that's a great pickup. Mm-hmm. I saw that we were going to look at him. It sucks we lost to Castro. Yeah. But I think he realistically is going to retire. Yeah, I think he would that's have left what, had he not, like, I, I, yeah, I don't been think leading this, retirement. Uh, uh, our relationship was with this, the Steelers' relationship with the Castro and vice versa mm-hmm. was very strong. So I don't think they would just cut him if, like, he had to miss a year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, a more serious injury that, like, might have him retire. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Turner's a great pickup. I think he was on a lot of, like, Steelers, like, watch list, Steelers fans watch list. Mm-hmm. And another good thing about the Castro move, sucks we lost him, but it freed up so much cap space, which allowed us to get Turner. Mm-hmm. And we still have, like, $16 million to play with. So the two people we're looking at on defense, Malik Hooker and Justin Houston, Seems Justin Houston, re- cool. it seems very reasonable now that we have more room. With the Justin Houston was like on that tandem of the Chiefs defense that always fucked up that. Absolutely, it was him and uh, Tomba Ali. Yeah, and then I think there's somebody else they had too. But like I swear, every time we played the Chiefs, like that was when they weren't really like that good. Yeah, but they always fucked us up. Absolutely, like, defensively. So I think Justin Houston would be cool. I'd be off. Yeah, and I really formerly Hooker too. Mm-hmm. A Pittsburgh guy. Um, but that was all I had for NFL. Anything else you want to toss in? Oh, uh, do you see the football, NFL's gay? Yeah. The football's and, gay campaign? Yeah, and NFL's lesbian, NFL's queer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought I thought something funny with that, but I forget it. Yeah, I love how, here's my thing. 
Oh, it's it was like, a it was a gay guy like watching his first yeah, NFL you game that to me. at a bar. Yeah, that it's was like so funny. And the NFL's been gay this whole time. Like, yeah, yeah, that was so funny. But uh, here's my thing, man. It's like you guys should have done this like a while ago. You yeah. gotta wait until like you have some player come out and say he's gay for you to have to do this to like, make a pro gay. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you guys should have did this like fucking years ago. Absolutely. You know, but eh, whatever. The NFL's always a little behind on mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only when they're forced to. <laughs> All right, NBA. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, NBA. Yeah. Uh, we're about to start the game six of the Suns Clippers, which should be a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do get into the whole playoffs, recap, predictions, all that fun stuff, we have some headlines for you. And to start off the headlines, we have some coaching carousel news. Ooh. Insert merry-go-round music. Um, I don't know. I don't know merry-go-round. <laughs> I know, like, da, 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 but that's not Mary Go Afro Circus. Yeah, what's that from? Madagascar 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that was from a cartoon. That's why I just did it in my head. Anyway, Coaching Carousel. Um, Jason Kidd was hired by the Mavericks. Mm. He won a ring with them. Working yeah. as a soft spot for him. I don't know. I think they need a disciplinar. No, no I, I don't they think it'll work out. I don't think it'll work out. The only way it'll work out is they actually do some good off-season moves and the team Change just, teams is really good. Make Luca more professional. Maybe he'll... With it. No, I'd say he likes Rick Carlisle, but yeah. like, maybe having a younger coach who can relate to him more will keep him calm. I don't think so. I think he's going to run amok. No one's going to put Yeah, I mean, I, out of all the rest of the coaching changes, this is like the... Mm-hmm. I really, like This is definitely not going to work out too well. I don't think. <laughs> I hope so. I like Jason Kidd. I hope he works out as a coach. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not holding too much hope out. Yeah. Um, the Pacers, speaking of Rick Carlisle, hired Rick Carlisle as soon as he left the Mavericks. Really? Yeah. So there was talks about okay. certain, like Terry Stotts or someone getting hired there, interviewing mm-hmm. there. Literally as soon as Rick Carlisle left the Mavericks. I like that. A couple move. days later, they hired uh, Rick Carlisle. I like that move for him. Yeah, I agree. I think that's good for the Pacers, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because with Rick Carlisle on his end of things, I think he's not a big deal, too. Um, you're getting a team that's not bad. Like, they have a solid team. And not really formed. Yeah, they, they, they're missing a couple people, a couple young guys who are mm-hmm. still, like, developing. You have Miles Turner. You have Sabonis. You have Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, you have the other Holiday, who's played very good minutes when he gets in. Both Holidays. And? And Levert. Yeah, dude. And Karis Levert, your boy. I first thing I forgot he's on the team. I love Levert. Yeah, so you have a solid, like, core, uh, core that you can definitely, if all they're missing is a good coach enough to, like, get him in the playoffs this year. Because they had, they were, like, in fifth place, fourth place, that range forever. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ Warren even playoff season two. You still have him. Yeah. Uh, bring in one big name or at least a, a couple solid names, then that team's actually, like, a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blazers. This one had a little controversy with it, but Joe Blazers hired Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Um, the controversy is like back way back in the day. He was uh, he was a, a part of a sexual assault case. Um, I think they settled or something like that, so they never went the whatever. But immediately mm-hmm. during his first press conference, they asked him about it, which kind of fucked. I mean, I mean, it's something you gotta ask. But... I know it's just like I don't know where I stand on this because like if I was Chauncey, like come on, man, because like. <laughs> Sexual assault's awful. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, is forever ago. It wasn't even, like, 
proven because they settled. Mm-hmm. Like so, I I just I wouldn't. I if I was to ask a question to him as press conference. I wouldn't bring it up. Yeah, me neither. And a lot of people I saw on Twitter talked about it. They said like that was so long ago. He's completely aged, different now, and stuff like that. You can't hold everyone for the past mistakes, stuff like that. Obviously, sexual assault's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you'll see. All that aside, I think that's a good hire. If you're just looking at it as a basketball aspect, mm-hmm. um, he was a veteran of the game. He uh, he was a, like a leader on the court as a player. He was an assistant under Ty Lue on the Clippers, or he's, or he, I think, I think he still is. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but still, uh, he has a good resume, and I think that's enough to maybe do some of the Blazers. If we'll get to D three, mm-hmm. Dame most likely might be on his way out. Um, you kind of need a young guy. He's not a five year deal immediately. So they're kind of trusting him with like the rebuilding process. Yeah, yeah. Which that would be better for him yeah. from a coaching standpoint, but he's giving him some leeway. I just don't think I, I. I'm tired of these like, oh, you you played in the NBA here, be a coach. Yeah, just like a fucking fire sale. Yeah, but he he had coaching experience as, as assistant. Yeah, I mean they all usually do. Yeah, like as an assistant or uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, the Steve Nash hire is, like, the definition of, like, all right, here you're an old player, here's a job. Yeah. But, like, at least with Chauncey Billups, he... And I think Jason Kidd's first time around, he was an assistant. He just got a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. He sucked. But now he's had a couple years as an assistant for the Lakers, and now, yeah. like, he might be better. Um, Penny Hardaway was a serious candidate for the Magic job, no, but no. I think he's since backed out. That was another one, and I saw that, and I was like, I don't hate that as much as the others, though. Well, he is doing a great job in Memphis as a coach in college. And it's like you're playing for your old team. You're coaching for your old team. Exactly. That's sweet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what Jason Kidd's doing. All right. He kind of, like, went around the league a lot. Oh, absolutely. Though. I was just seeing that. To see He's a journeyman. Yeah, as, as devil advocate comment right there. Mm. Um, no, but, yeah, Penny Hardaway would have been great, but he doesn't want to go there, so he backed out of that running of that. Um, and two... Other coaching things real quick. Sam Cassell is interviewing for the Wizards job. Okay. And, no idea who that is. Uh, Sam Cassell. He was an assistant somewhere, but he used to play. Okay. Um, and then the Lakers hired David Fisdale as an assistant. Uh, probably to replace Jason Kidd. No idea who that is. He used to be a coach of the Knicks. Oh, okay. Like, right before Tom Thibodeau, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? He was a coach who fired halfway through the season. They had an interim, <laughs> they had an interim and then they hired Thibodeau. Okay. Um, he wasn't that bad of a coach. He's kind of got dealt a shitty hand with the Knicks. Because they didn't really have anyone. <laughs> oh, they did, dude. They figured it out. Well, they did now, but... <laughs> um, I think that's a good... I think that's a good move on both parts. He... Uh, Fizdale's been a coach in multiple teams. Mm-hmm. So he has coaching experience to be the second. Yeah. Like, the assistant coach. That's huge for someone on... Like, to have someone like that on staff. And it's good for him because if he does a good job as assistant, that opens the door back up for a head coaching job down the, down mm-hmm. the road if he wants it. Gotcha. Um, some names are still out there. Terry Stott's still out there. Becky Hammond's still out there. Um, and a couple other guys are still out there. So we'll see. We'll I feel on. like Becky Hammond might get the uh, blacklist. I know. Which That's another reason like people got up in arms about Chauncey Billows. Like, mm-hmm. You're hiring a, an ex-assaulter like, yeah, and over. passing up on a check. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of fucked up. I don't know. I, I think Becky Hammond's been great, so I think they might have should have went that direction instead. But... Yeah, I think Johnson's going to be okay, too. Mm-hmm. All right, that's Coaching Carousel. We have some more headlines that are not coach-related. 
Uh, ben Simmons reportedly won't play for Team Australia in the Olympics. Um, Australia, He's Australian? Yeah. What? You didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> During the Rise of Star Games, he played for World. The World Team. <laughs> You know he's Australian. No, dude, I had no idea. Yeah, we're talk. He's 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 a slight accent. No, he doesn't. Yeah, really? Not it's not like a not another like shrimp on the Bobby, <laughs> but like you can tell, you can tell he has an Australian accent. <laughs> I wish he'd come out like that during a press conference. <laughs> Good day, mates. Um, no, yeah, he he's hundred percent Australian. Anyway, uh, Australian's coach came out and uh, basically said that he's going through a lot right now. Like mentally, after this debacle in the playoffs, that he's not ready for, but he also expressed interest that like not this time, but the next time there's an Olympics, I'll be on the team. Like he really wanted to be on the team, he just can't right now. He also can't make a basket. So. All right, dude, can't make a free throw, dude. Dude, the poor guy is not playing. Can't keep a job. The poor guy's not doing his lifelong dream because people are roasting him. That's what happens in the NBA. That's what happens in all sports. You do yeah. bad, you get roasted. I know, but I feel bad. That's what happens when you get paid millions of dollars to play a game. I know, but I feel bad for him still. I don't really. I get that. I get it. Why? I mean, I get it. He sucks. I'm not, I'm not defending him as a player. I just feel bad for him. I feel less so if he like thinks he's still worth money. No, yeah. You know, if he's like yeah. getting offered like cheapo contracts and he's like no I'm better than that yeah kind of like Cam Newton in a way yeah no, he definitely it's needs like dude come on like he, we all watch that like yeah he, he definitely needs a back bounce back season mm-hmm. for people to start respecting him again I guess yeah I, I mean I, I think it'd be cool if he won like comeback player of the year or something oh, yeah. kind of sweet story for another team mm-hmm. Billy trades him the Sixers yeah and he goes <laughs> off for another team Nothing would be funnier to me. Oh, that'd be sick. Then Ben Simmons making a game-winning three against oh, the Sixers. That'd be nuts. <laughs> In Embiid's face. Yeah. That'd be great, actually. Um, next one, also Olympics. Uh, Team Canada has been announced. Nick Nurse will be their head coach. Um, and then... Okay. Here's... I'm pulling up the roster here. Uh, I'm just going to do the NBA players. I'm not going to do everyone else. Um, Alexander Walker from Pelicans, RJ Barrett, nice. Uh, Lou Dort, nice. Corey Joseph, uh, Mulder. I don't know who that is. Andrew Wiggins, okay. Anthony Bennett, <laughs> he's no longer than baby. He's on the team. Um, Dwight Powell and Trey Lyles, okay. And then everyone else is like on other leagues. But the names that didn't—they're not playing in the Olympics. It's obviously Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. um, SGA. Okay. Uh, he's, I don't know, I don't know why he's not, but he's not playing. Dylan Brooks from the Grizzlies. West GA had that injury. Yeah, that could be. He's maybe probably he's trying to be. that still, and he doesn't want to risk it. At exactly. That's probably what it is. Um, Tristan Thompson's not going to play. Kelly Olenek and Chris Boucher. 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 Um, probably Boucher. Yeah. So those are the guys not playing. But the team, I mean, obviously they're not Team USA, but there's some NBA players on the team. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people I didn't know that they were Canadian. I didn't know all Canadian. Yeah, I didn't know SGA was Canadian. Was yeah, Canadian. I didn't know either. Um, obviously, I knew Kelly Linick was. I didn't know Dylan Brooks or Tristan Thompson were, mm-hmm. were Canadian. I didn't know Luke Dort was Canadian. Could have been one of those born in Canada, but yeah, I didn't know Dwight Powell was grew Canadian. up in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I mean Canada's especially the younger guys. Like this is a, the generations that are like grew up with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. So I can see where there's more Canadian like fans and players and basketball yeah. being bigger because. 
Uh, the Raptors became a thing '96. Is Canada going to be tough to beat? No, no. And maybe that Jamal Murray, SGA, Dylan yeah. Brooks. That'd be a team that not like we're not going to lose to, but we could. That watch out for them. Don't sleep on them. Mm-hmm. But they don't have any of their big ringers. They have Luke Dort as like their best player. Hey, Luke Dort and, and RJ Barrett. <laughs> hey, 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 Luke Dort's great. And RJ Barrett, you know, he has he has his things, but it's all right. He's feasible. I'm not talking about Roger Barry. I'm just saying he's not like Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Your best player is RJ Barrett. Like, there's no chance in hell. <laughs> it's just a team squad versus Monsters. That's all it is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, next. <laughs> um, KD said even though they lost this season, it, uh, it wasn't a complete loss uh, because they made some camaraderie with the fans and teammates as well as a renewed rivalry with the Knicks. Quote, Knicks and Nets fans got a little beef right now because both teams are solid. We got Madison Square Garden and Barclays beef as well in the city. Uh, so I just so it just felt like a lot of energy, man. Um, do you like KD saying how the Knicks are kind of rivals again? He called it the Knicks solid. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you gotta admit that's like pretty nice. He also Knicks called fan. the Nets solid, which is a lie. The, the Nets, the Nets are solid. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not right. solid. They're a step above solid. Yeah. They just had injuries and they couldn't win. Yeah, but it got, you got to admit, that feels probably pretty good as a Knicks fan for, like, KD to say, you got to take the Knicks serious. It seemed like a backhanded compliment to me. I don't think it's backhanded at all. I kind of think. I think he didn't mean it to be, like, a great, like, compliment. I think it was just him saying, yo, it's pretty sweet that, like, New York is arguing now about two teams. But the Knicks are relevant. And that weird. would be kind of cool. We made us relevant. Like, it hasn't been like that. Yeah, so that's all he's saying. It's pretty sweet how, like, there's two New York teams in basketball that are actually both competitive right now. They're viable. Yeah. So I think that's – if I was a Knicks fan, I'd take that as, like, oh, that's sick. I don't know. I just don't like KD. I feel that. I feel that. Um, Apparently, KCP got robbed at gunpoint by three men in his driveway. Um, KCP? Yeah, he's he's unhurt. Oh, oh. I thought you were saying, like, Casey. No, KCP. KCP. Like, yeah, Catavius Caldwell Pope. I know, yeah. Um, so three guys were up to him when he's in his driveway. They brought, they took 150 k worth of stuff from him. Jesus. But he was unharmed. That's wild. And that's how you do a robbery. I mean, that's wild that like people can just roll to an NBA player's house. Yeah. And just rob him at gunpoint in their driveway. In the morning, it wasn't like... Yeah, at night or anything. Yeah, it was like crazy sure it was like early in the morning. Yeah, they didn't come in and say, hey, I'm Jerry Landlord's kid. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are talking about it? <laughs> Dude, that guy's going to listen. He's like, hey, <laughs> wait, you guys know who Jerry Landlord is? <laughs> Dude, now that you're in property, you should just start going by Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Guy Lord. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I, I, all I have to say is if Jerry Landlord was the landlord for KCP's property, this would never happen. That's true. There'd be security measures taken. He'll have his kid come and check in him on the place all the time. <laughs> just make sure everything's okay. Exactly. There, he, Jerry Landlord's son would be there right as this robbery happened mm-hmm. to make sure that the uh, authorities were called. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. The last headline, this could be a deep three, but I don't really want to like entertain it too much. Um, in an interview on the Dan Patrick Show Monday, Scotty Pippen said the, uh, that uh, what's his name, Phil Jackson, 
made a, radical, a racially motivated decision when he drove a play for Tony Kuko in the final moments of the 1994 playoff game. Quote, why would Tony, who was a rookie, get the last second shot and put me out of bounds? That's what I mean by racial. So he basically called Phil Jackson a racist because he made a game-winning play not involving Scottie Pippen and used Tony Kuko. Instead. They won the game with that, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think they might have missed that shot. If they, if they miss, I, I forget. I really forget now. Look, <laughs> I'm looking that up. I mean, look, man. Like, you can't. Like, there's no way. Like, I feel like he's been like a very uh, accepting coach. You know what I mean? Like, that that's so outlandish to me. I mean, I don't think. I just think he tried to change it up because, like. Obviously, the eyes are going to be on Scotty and Michael. Yeah. You throw it to this other guy, the Steve Kerr, you know what I mean? Like, who the fuck's going to guard him? And he fucking drains it because he's wide open. No one's covering him. Mm-hmm. That's how you win a game. Like, and it's not like he did it all the time. If he did it all the time, then it's like, yeah, obviously. I'm pulling up the shot right now. <laughs> Get the evidence. Yeah, yeah, he, he made it. it. He drained it. Yeah, exactly that. Like dude, that was a good like call. He did it all the time. Like I mean, he coached Michael Jordan. Yeah, and Kobe Bryant and Shaq. Like he's not a racist, and, and even he coached like, that team in fucking uh, Port, uh, Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, down Mexico south of or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know, but regardless, he's like one of the most like non-racist people. He's like like a hippie. He's a hit. Yeah, yeah. He I mean, loves everyone. Yeah, we all saw the young pictures of him in the last dance. Dude, he literally like grew up on an Indian reservation and like <laughs> then became one of like the Native American people. It's crazy, man. And he's not a racist. Scottie Pippen also, I didn't put this down, I didn't want to entertain this either. He like had came out with comments on KD saying he's like not the guy because he did his foot was on the line that shot. <laughs> Jesus. And like KD like bounced back at him like, dude, I'm way better than you at this point. So, Charlie Pippen's been in the news a lot lately. But that, that one I just thought was kind of ridiculous. Like, Phil mm-hmm. Jackson's definitely not racist. No, I'm, I'm with you. At all. I'm with you there. All right, deep three. That's why I'm putting the deep three. We got Warriors rumors, Jay Williams, and Dame rumors. Uh, give me Warriors first. All right. Warriors. So there's rumors that have the Warriors trading James Wiseman in their seventh overall pick to uh, the Raptors for Pascal Siakam. Uh, one, uh, this has three questions. I'll ask all three, then I want your answers, right? Okay. One, would that make the Warriors contenders in the West? Two, should the Warriors give up on Wiseman this soon? And three, should the Raptors start rebuild mode after one bad season? Okay, wait. Just give me question one at a time and I'll answer. Would this make the Warriors instantly contenders in the West? Yes, if Clay comes back as Clay. Yeah, I agree with that. Without it, then no. But I think Siakam would be a great player for that team. I mean, so you give up Wiseman. Which who cares? And you get a Pascal to be with Draymond down low. Mm-hmm. And if Clay comes back, even just maybe defense isn't there, but his offense is still there, mm-hmm. I think you're just basically adding Siakam to a team that already was in the playing game that could have made the playoffs. It could be an offensive juggernaut. The only thing that concerns me would be their defense. Yeah, which Siakam's not the best, not the worst. And Draymond's, and Draymond's good, a beast. but yeah, at the same good. time, they'd have no height. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be the biggest problem. Wiseman's mm-hmm. huge compared to Siakam. And yeah. Um, I think that would make them... I think that they'd be a team that would definitely make the playoffs. Yeah. But, and you have to worry about in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily put them on, like, dude, bet your money on the Warriors now. Before yeah. the season. Yeah. Now. All right, the second question was... Uh, should the Warriors give up on Wiseman so soon? Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm going to look up his stats. I don't think he had that bad of a season, but he's also a rookie. He's he also play a his, <laughs> Yeah, and he didn't play his senior year, or his not senior, but his last year in college because of all that scandal shit. So I'm gonna I think in today's NBA, you can move on from Wiseman. Let's see here. I, I think that's not a bad move. So he only played 39 games this past season. Mm-hmm. Average 11 and a half. Points, 5.8 rebounds. If he had more rebounds, I'd be more inclined. And he only played 39 out of 72 games. Um, I think... Which shouldn't play the stats for the better, honestly. I think you can get rid of him if you get someone like Siakam. Yeah, I think so, too. But if you're not going to get a big name like that, I would hang on him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think Siakam's a player that would really fit the Warriors' scheme very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last question was, do you think it's too soon for the Raptors to, after missing the playoffs last year, to just strip, give up on, like, the young team they're building and start rebuild mode now? Yeah, I think so. You think so? Dude, it's a dumpster fire over there. There's beef between Siakam and Nurse. Yeah. And then Kyle Lowry wants out. Well, he doesn't want out, but he's he not going to get the contract. He keeps saying, he oh, I want to be a Raptor, you know, for as long yeah. as I can. But it's like, dude, but the second you can get out, you're out. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like with Kyle Lowry, it's like the, get out of here. I don't want you anymore with Raptors fans. Like, mm-hmm. they all know he's leaving. Yeah. They don't want to pay him money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I agree with you. I think they should start the rebuild. Yeah. Uh, especially if you can get, so like, they got, what, Gary Trent Jr. in the mm-hmm. uh, deadline. They have uh, Siakam, they'll probably get rid of Freddie. Van Fleet, uh, yeah, OG and OV or Anubi, and whatever it is, yeah. Like they have a solid young core mm-hmm. that if you do trade Siakam to try to get picks and make a quick rebuild, you probably could. Yeah, I think so. I think they're looking to re-sign Gary Trent in this offseason. Mm-hmm. I saw that too. So I think that I think Gary Siakam, who you said has issues with nerves and how like has kind of like a personality behavior problem mm-hmm. within that system. If you give them to someone like Steve Kerr, they'll be. The whole new start, and he'll be more happy because he'll have to be like a contending team again. Exactly. Um, all right, that's a good discussion. Um, Jay Williams or Dane? Williams. All right. Wow, you literally went in order. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's so Jay Williams, uh, Celtics tweeting. So Jay Williams took to Twitter whenever the new coach for the Celtics was announced. It was what's his face? Uh, Emi. Emi, I am Duka. Um, he's an African. He's an African American or black. I don't know if he's actually American or not. He's a black head coach for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Immediately, Jay Williams quote tweeted saying, "The first coach of color for the Celtics with a uh, black fist." Even more importantly, he's one talented individual who has paid his dues. Um, immediately got roasted for it because <laughs> he, he said the first coach of, of color for the Celtics. The Celtics were the first team to have a black coach, Bill Russell. <laughs> they had Bill Russell, Casey Jones, and Doc Rivers. Glenn Rivers. Glenn, well, he's Doc back then. Because <laughs> he actually won him a championship. 
But yeah, so they had three. They only had like five or six head coaches of all time, mm-hmm. and three or more, like half of them are black. <laughs> yeah. And they were the team the first to have a black. Dude, the coach. best is what happened afterwards, though. Yeah. Okay. So then after he got a bunch of like backlash for it, he immediately deleted the tweet and tweeted out. As it relates to, my, to the Boston Celtics tweet that came from my account a couple hours ago, I did not post that, and my passcodes has now been changed. So instead of saying, I my bad, hacked. I forgot about those guys, he literally said, I got hacked. And it's someone else who used the same emojis as me and the same wording I do for most of my tweets. Uh, some guy hacked my account and just tweeted that out. So instead of owning up that he got it wrong, mm-hmm. he straight up lied about it. Um, yeah, no, he... I love it when the media get caught like that. I know. So my question for this deep three is if you were in this position, what what route would you take to make it better? Would you take the Jay Williams account um, route and say you got hacked? Or would you come out and be like, uh, my bad, make a joke of it? Or would you just not reply and just delete it? Um, Or something else or other. A little bit of both to deleting it and probably being like, hey guys, my listen. <laughs> yeah, I would, we're all human, we make mistakes. I would, I would just laugh about it. I'm like, oh, I have, I'm sorry, I got really into the moment yeah. and I just totally like forgot. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly but what I'd I also delete the tweet because it's like, yeah, just get rid of that. I don't want to look at that. I mean, I wouldn't delete because it's already out there. Like, yeah. I had, a, I got a screenshot of it. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, that Jay Williams, he's had a, the last couple of like weeks, it's been a bad time for Jay Williams with the whole KD thing. Yeah. And now this, like, KD was like, nah, dude. A lot of people were thinking that ESPN's gonna fire him. Wow. Not, be not cause he said anything like cancelable, just cause he's fucking like, up. Bringing up like bad press for this stu- like stupidity, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, I mean, he was on the broadcast for this game, so he's obviously not fired, and they probably won't fire, but still, that's, that's just funny. I can see though. them moving on from him next year, though. It was contracts up, but alright, dude. Yeah, yeah. You didn't really do the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that was just, I think that was funny. Uh, part of my take said, that's like the Dodgers saying Mookie Betts is their first black player because they had the first black player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Alright, the last team, three. Uh, Dame seems to be ready to ask for a trade out of Portland. Um, after the Chauncey Billups hire, he apparently wasn't a part of any of the discussions with it. Didn't like that. And then on top of that, Fans started like coming at him on Twitter for the sexual assault stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he, I, he's like, I didn't even fucking was a part of even the discussions for it. Like, why are you coming at me for that? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people think he's ready to be uh, asked for a trade out. He hasn't officially yet, but I think his like agents are like poking his nose around places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, seems like that. So I have screenshotted five different trade scenarios for Damon Lillard. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read them all off. Now I want you to say which one if you were like if you were a GM, which, which one would you do? take? Yeah. If you're a Portland GM, which one of these would make you Better. interested? All right, first one, Golden State Warriors. Andrew Wiggins, oh God. James Wiseman, the number seven, number fourteen picks this year, a conditional twenty twenty six first round pick and a twenty twenty eight first round pick. So you get one, two, three, four first round picks, Wiseman and Wiggins. Uh, the second one, Phil- Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, uh, first-round pick in 2021, first-round pick in 2023, and a first-round pick in 2028. Um, third one, the Boston Celtics. This one's actually kind of crazy. Jalen Brown and 
uh, several young players and a couple first round picks. That's all it says. Um, and then another one underneath it was like, and if you don't want to get rid of Jalen Brown, keep him. Jason Tatum and Dame as a big three, then you can go like a shit ton of their, like almost their entire roster. Yeah. In a couple first round, like Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. Romeo, Langford, uh, Robert Williams, like a bunch of the I young think on the Celtics, I have to get rid of Brown in that situation. You have to. They're not going to take the less yeah. than that. Unless you give them like literally all your first round picks. Mm-hmm. And then the last two are both Knicks scenarios. Uh, first trade scenario is trade RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel quickly, 2021 first round pick, 2023 first round pick, pick swap in 2022 and 2024. Then the second one is RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitch Robinson, the 2021 first round pick, 2023 first round pick, and a swap in 2022, 2024. So the same picks, you just either put Emmanuel quickly or Mitch Robinson in with Obi and RJ. I would rather keep RJ and give another pick. You love RJ. I do. I do. He approved a lot, man. He did. And I think he's on For he's Dame? On. For Dame, yeah. But, like, imagine if you kept RJ and brought in Dame and then had Randall. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Well, would you, okay. I would give another first-round pick for that. So, yeah, the next one is two pick swaps. And, and for the Blazers, you're getting Quigley. Quickly. Maybe even throw in Robinson and Obi. To Obi, Quigley, Robinson. And then maybe and either. Two picks and two swaps. Yeah, or three picks, no swaps. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, what about the other three? Boston, Warriors. I think the and Warriors and the Celtics would be the best for... They'd all be kind of good for the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is interesting. Ben Simmons and Maxi. Mm-hmm. I like that because Max could really just well. make all the shots and then fucking Ben could be a facilitator. Yeah, like because yeah. we we established I think last part or two pods ago, Ben Simmons is really good at everything but scoring. Mm-hmm. If you can somehow get him scoring, then he's not a bad player. He would be a good asset yeah. to get in a, in a trade like that. I would even maybe move McCollum to the one and put Ben too. Yeah, or put Ben. I mean, Zach Collins on the Portland. Mm-hmm. He's his ankle injuries or whatever, his knee injuries. Apparently he had surgery again today, and he's out indefinitely. But, so um, yeah, it's a power forward missing. From the other team's standpoint, though, if he goes to the Warriors, what the fuck are they going to do? You have Steph, Clay, and Dame. You Clay, small forward, Dame, shooting guard, Steph, Jeez, point guard. So small. <laughs> I know. And you get you get rid of Wiseman. Yeah. You get rid of who else is that? Of uh, Wiggins. Yeah. Then all your picks coming up. Yeah. Like a little shit ton of picks. Yeah, I just don't see that being viable for the. Uh, Warriors at all. I think that'd be good actually for Warriors because Clay. So once again, if Clay back, didn't work out, if we're going back to the Clay thing, mm-hmm. he is actually kind of big. He's like, I want to say he's like six, somewhere between six six and six eight. He's not big enough to be. The but he's really good defenseman. So you can put him at small forward if his Achilles injury doesn't fuck with his lateral movement for defense, which it probably will. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless he comes back like how. KD came back this year, but totally fine. Did he come back, though? Oh, yeah, dude. What do you mean? I mean, yeah, but, like, he played, like, half the season. Yeah, but when he played, he was great. That was his rest. I mean, all I'm saying is if I take a week off of work, and then the next day I'm supposed to come back, I can make it a half day, I'm getting a lot of work done, and it's going to be a really productive day. All right, but now, say you had a really bad injury or illness, and that's why you miss work, and then you come back, and it's like, hey... I can work now, and I'll be really great, but I can't work the whole time. 
That's t- that's more reasonable. Well, same thing as a half day. Yeah, but I'm saying like because you come back from an illness. <laughs> well, like, I'm saying compared to me coming back from like a week of an illness or something, and then I go to work and I'm like, dude, a full day. Yeah, but you I'm can be like, hey, you can, go, you can also say to your boss, hey, I'm not 100, percent but I'm coming back to work to do help 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 our uh, company out. Help our company out. I'm a star player. Yeah, so you're, I'm gonna give you all my gut when I'm up for these half days, but I'm not. It's better than not showing up at all. Okay, the other ones were oh the uh, Celtics. I think for the Celtics, you can't get rid of Jalen Brown. I know it'd be great to bring in Dame, but yeah. if you can make a deal that doesn't involve Jalen Brown, I mean, if Jalen Brown's offered and you're the Trailblazers, just absolutely take it. Yeah, they have him and CJ, and you're not rebuilding that much longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just need one more key piece. But if you're the Celtics and you get rid of one of the Jays to bring in Dame and a bunch of other guys, like mm-hmm. you, you, you still are another piece away. Yeah. Even though Dame's great, Dame's going from the basically one situation to the exact same situation. Yeah. I think the. Uh, like you need a three. You I think, need at least three. I think the best for both situations is either the Sixers or the Knicks. I, I think the, the Knicks be great. I know you don't want to get rid of RJ, but I think RJ will be a piece that they're going to want. In, uh, yeah, probably. Because, like you're saying, he's playing great. I just think they should give him a shot. I mean,. Yeah, he, and Quigley's been playing good too. And Mitch was hurt, but he played all right before. And and give him an Obi. Portland could Portland could use a big rookie. guy. And Obi kind of killed it towards the end of the year. And we got minutes a little bit. Yeah, but he got some minutes, so I think he could be like a viable piece to move. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're looking at the next situation, yeah, RJ might is young. He'll be there longer than Dame would theoretically. Mm-hmm. But you're going for a guy who, yeah, made a giant leap from rookie year to second year. But you're instantly upgrading from him to like a proven all star, mm-hmm. probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So I think that'd be a good move for the Knicks. You know, you don't want to get rid of RJ. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that's deep three. Brought to you by nobody. Now let's head over to the playoffs. Uh, so right now we're watching Game Six of the uh, Suns Clippers is on commercial. I it just started. I forget the score. It, it just had it on. It's not. It's low scoring. It just started. I'm pulling, up, I'm pulling up the scores real quick. I need to update that. Sorry. All right. NBA it is 23-20 to 20, uh, with two minutes left in the first Suns. Okay. Um, so the Suns do have a chance to close it out tonight. They had a chance at game five. They're up 3-1. Um, but game five, playoff P went off. 41 points, playoff 13 rebounds. He's absolutely back. Um, he's killing it. I, of course, had bet his under on points 29.5 last game. Did not work out too well. Um, Kawhi's still out, and he I just got an invocation before we started recording the basketball segment that Kawhi is out for the rest of the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Even if it goes seven, he's not playing. He is looking for a return if they make the NBA Finals in the NBA Finals. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the if you're the Suns, you have to win tonight. You do. You can't let it go to seven. No. Absolutely not. Especially, which this transitions to our next little point here to talk about that could be a deep three, but it's not a story. Um, playing against Ty Lue, down 3-1, mm-hmm. forcing game seven. Ty Lue's been there before. He, when they, when asked when they're down 3-1, uh, if Ty Lue, if it's possible for them to win this series, he said it's very doable. And immediately game five, they came out. Playoff P went off. They won easily. Yeah. Uh, so, my question that we talked about before we started recording, yeah. they used to give me a second on this. I need to think about it. Do you think Ty Lue is a better coach than Doc Rivers? If you still need more time, I can answer. You go first. So, I absolutely think so. 
And if I know I might be just I know I'm in on team Doc Rivers is a fraud and you are anti Ty Lue and I'm pro Ty Lue, so like I might be over like emphasizing this, but mm-hmm. like he's in the little time he has as a head coach, he has the same amount of titles as Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. He came back from more three one deficits. In the first year as a Clippers head coach, he took him further than Doc Rivers ever did. He took him to the Western Conference Finals. Like, even though they're, like, down 3-2 right now, he's yeah. still further than Doc Rivers. Obviously, Doc Rivers has more of a resume, and you can say he won Coach of the Year, I think, once with Magic. So, like, Ty Lue doesn't have that. But Ty Lue is already taking the Clippers team that Doc Rivers had last year further, and he's is better in clutch-like moments as a coach. You see, you are in the camp that Ty Lue, just, his championship was won by LeBron. I just think they both suck. They're not suck. Ty Lue's not bad. I think, I'll, I'll say Ty Lue's probably better. Oh, absolutely. But I just don't think they're that good, either one of them. I mean, Ty Lue's better, but it's not saying that much that he's better than Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is a fraud. I've been saying it forever. I just hate saying it, because he was always LeBron's boy. Oh. And I, Ty Lue. Oh, yeah. And I was always like, yeah, you know, it's Ty Lue. Yeah, oh, it's Ty Lue. LeBron hey, was hey, a over him, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, all I'm saying is, if he wins, ends up winning the series down three one without Kawhi, mm-hmm. he's absolutely a good coach, and you can't. I would not listen to your arguments anymore. I want to hear how Paul George figured it out. Okay. Was it Ty Lue like being like, "Hey, Paul, listen, you got to figure this out now." Maybe just now a couple, or never. some coaching advice from him. That if Ty Lue like again. inspired the light. That is Paul George for this team. Then I give him all the credit. He's good. Yeah. But if it was just Paul George figured it out, I give Paul George all the credit. I mean, if he wins, if he win the series, they most likely win the championship. Yeah, considering what happened in the other series. Which yeah, we'll get into. But yeah, if they if mm-hmm. they win the series, they could easily win the finals. And if Tyler wins the finals, I think. Yeah. He's absolutely has to be taken seriously as the head coach. I guess. Uh, all right, the other series we just alluded to a second ago is Bucks Hawks. They're tied two two. And there's some major injuries in that series that's really affecting things. Um, Trey Young missed Game Four, even though everyone on the Hawks went off and they ended up winning by a lot. Mm. Uh, he has a bruised ankle, bruised bone in his ankle. The injury, did you see the injury? No. It, he literally passed their shot or something like that. Took a couple steps back and stepped on the ref's foot. Damn. And like hurt himself. The ref hurt him. Yeah, he literally stepped on like and. Someone on Twitter said that's the epitome of Atlanta sports teams. Like, you're finally on a run, and your star player gets hurt by the ref. <laughs> like, that's just so unlucky. Yeah, um, yeah. So he was at game four. Like I said, they won. Everyone stepped up. He looked okay. He he missed the game, but he was, like, jumping around at one point, mm-hmm. like, getting all hyped. Like, I think he could okay. maybe play if they need, need him to, mm-hmm. um, but he's kind of taking it easy right now. They're probably going to see if they need him to play. Yeah, and... That goes with another injury that happened in this series. In Game 4, Giannis left after hyperextending his knee. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? That looked bad, yeah. That looked bad. His knee basically went like bent backwards. He's on the ground for a while. I was watching at work, and the one younger member knows I'm really in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He said, what do you think this is? And I said, I don't know, but Giannis is a tough son of a bitch, and the fact that he's on the ground this long can't be good. So the MRI, our MRI came back. There's nothing like torn. That's good. Um, he got up and walked off the court on his own accord. Mm-hmm. And actually, at one point in the game, he started walking back out of the locker room to go back and play. Uh, but he looked at the score, and they're down 20-something. 
So the, like he, him, him and the doctors decide, all right, it's not worth yeah, further your injury. Then like you might not come back for this game. Might as well just take this as a loss and go get your treatment early. Mm-hmm. So both players are probably considered game time decisions at this point. Yeah. Um, but that series, if no Giannis and no Trey, that series is just wide open. <laughs> Insanely wide open. Yeah. Lou Will went off last game. Mm-hmm. Herter had a solid game. Bogdanovich had a great game. Yeah. He's been kind of MIA so far this series, but he kind of came back. Um, Clint Capella had a solid game. Mm-hmm. On the other end, Chris Milton had a really good game, but not enough that come back from that deficit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that series is totally up in the air. I have no idea what's going to happen, especially with those injuries that yeah, in there. See. And if those injuries are like lingering ones, and like like we just said, if they end up winning, whoever wins, the injuries are still lingering. I think either of these two Western teams are going to have an easy finals. Yeah, I think so too. Unless like the unless like I said, like the uh, Giannis thing is super minimal. And- yeah, it's just like okay, that's really weird landing. Mm-hmm. Nothing torn. It, you might be not yourself in the next couple games, but you'll be, you'll be fine in a week. Then maybe the, they have a chance to win, but if I not, see it being one of those things where he plays through it, and then afterwards he gets surgery. Yeah, I mean, if if Drone B can play the entire playoffs with torn meniscus mm-hmm. and no ACL, MCL, any of those ligaments are torn for Giannis, I think he can play with whoever he had. Yeah, yeah, just miss a game. Um, so our picks. Okay, I'm the only one that's alive. What for who? Bucks and six. Oh, okay. But Suns and four, I'm out. Suns and five, you're out. Bucks and five, you're out. Yeah. So you can get a point. Like I can get a point for Suns for the Suns winning, but I'm the only one that can get two points right now. And what's the score? Oh, you're up. Uh, I think it's. I think you're up one. I have to count my gun. Two, three, four, five, six. Damn. So essentially, if you get one of these games correct, like the amount of games, either this one or. The NBA Finals, we can tie. Seven. Unless, of course, we pick different people in the Finals. Yeah, it's seven to eight, you. So the only way you can win is if Bucks win in six and you get the correct amount of games in the Finals. Thinking, because we're both probably going to pick the Western game. Mm-hmm. Damn. Could be the decisive factor. Yeah, that'd be huge. All right, well, that's all I got for the NBA. These playoffs are great. I was saying that last night, too, when I was talking to that member who was asking about basketball. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm so happy this year that, like, it's really open. I'm just glad the Nets are gone. The Nets that's are gone, gone. The Lakers are gone. Sixers are gone. Celtics are gone. It's literally just anyone's right now. It's literally the Suns beat the Clippers and Suns versus any other two teams. It's very new. Very. Mm-hmm. I like that. So it's, it's a great playoff so far. All right. Let's take it over to pop culture. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom, you looking for this? All right, and let's take it over to pop culture. Leading off with the movies, uh, Shang-Chi trailer 2 dropped this week. This movie looks incredible. I I uh, was always kind of in on Shang-Chi, um, but this trailer just made it even better for me, I think. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, you saw the dragon? Yeah, the dragon looks sweet. The whole Fu like, Fan Fing or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, that might not be him, but that's like the Dragon Chang Chief fights in the comics a lot. And like all the fucking CGI with the rings just looks awesome. Oh yeah, like I can't wait for this. Movie. I, I saw this one theory where you know how they're bracelets in this, but they're supposed to be rings. Mm-hmm. They someone thinks maybe it's like they're rings before a like, giant alien race. 
Oh. And for us, it just fits like wristbands. Yeah, maybe. I think they. I think I read they did that because they didn't want the, the gauntlet. Gauntlet, the gauntlet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean that that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But they can like write it in to be like, oh, these are giant, giant alien rays. That's true. Um, maybe play that card. Absolutely. But the end of the trailer, near the end of the trailer, had a big reveal. Mm-hmm. You got to kill this bug. Get it. Oh. He's dead. R.I.P. That bug. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, so abomination <laughs> in the trailer. Anyways, all right, the big reveal. Abomination along in the trailer. Oh, lightning discords. Point three left in the second period. Damn, that hurts. Oh my god, I want to see this real quick. Dude, like he's like a buzzer beater. Oh, that hurts. Oh my god. They're gonna have to review to see they've got through time, but like. That's it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, that is rough. But it looked like uh, Abomination and Wong were like fight pits or something, like a cage fight. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to really be them. Well, it's definitely Abomination. 100% Abomination. Yeah. That, that's him. That. Kevin Feige, I think, confirmed it's Wong. I'm thinking what if they're like holograms or some bullshit. Well, there was like set photos of like a tournament looking thing. Mm-hmm. So I remember watching videos like predicting who would be in it. Yeah. And someone said like, this is wild, the problem would happen, but what they introduced like... Logan that way, that'd be crazy. Yeah, they wouldn't do it, but like that's like an origin. It's just like it was like a crazy like, like the theory video where like they uh, like who's in it, mm-hmm. like who's gonna be in this thing. So I think that's gonna be a part of it, like a fighting pit, like tournament thing. Mm-hmm. Or Shang Chi probably does that. Yeah, he beats the shit out of Abomination's like whoa. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, Abomination's crazy to bring back. That's sick. Because I was waiting. Well, everyone's been waiting to see. They set the leader at the end of that Hulk movie, and they have Abomination didn't die. Mm-hmm. So, like, where are they at? You know, Thunderbolt Ross came back. So, everyone's kind of waiting for these guys to come back. Yeah. I'm glad they're kind of reintroducing some of the villains that are still kicking it, too. Yeah. Um, anything else from this trailer? I mean, it's just going to be sweet. I, I also, I'm 100% thinking that's Magipore. It's what? Magipore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, because that looks just like it. Mm-hmm. It's an Asian country. Looks just like it. And... That's you could easily of, sell them as a cage, fighting pit. Yeah, cage okay. fights are like definitely mm-hmm. something that'd be imagined for. Yeah. Um, and then Steven Soderbergh is thinking about making an Ocean's 14 movie, according to Don Cheadle. I'd be um, on game for this. So, hand up. Never I've never seen, seen the Ocean movies, but they've always been, I need to watch this. I just need someone to show me it. Type movies. They're good. Like, that's how, I was with Die Hard for the longest time. I always wanted to see Die Hard. I never had the, like... Accessibility. The, the, I, I, it was on HBO Max. I just didn't feel like watching by myself. I mean, mm. someone sit me down and said, watch this movie right now. Yeah. And that's always been the ocean movies for me because my bro- one brother's friend who we go on vacation with every year, that's his favorite movie is Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. And D, uh, Jeff D. Lowe from Barstool, the movie podcast I listen all the time, that's his favorite movie. Yeah. It's the so- cast is insane. Mm-hmm. I know the plot and it sounds amazing. Yeah. Never watched it, but I really want to. It's one of those movies you'll watch and you might not enjoy it as much because it's been portrayed and kind of reimagined so many other movies and yeah. like shows and shit. Yeah, this is a giant heist movie where they just like rob a casino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with like insane cast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really want to see it. And they make a new one, I'll definitely watch it so I can see the new one. Yeah, exactly. Um, they can definitely get Clooney back, Brad Pitt, and probably Matt Damon. I mean, if they had a success with the other ones, mm-hmm. 
they could definitely get the whole. And crew. a couple of the cast members died already, but you could easily replace them with some new people. Yeah, wouldn't be difficult. Um, and then the uh, so I don't know if this is a show or a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Okay, The Many Saints of Newark, which is a Sopranos prequel. I can't wait for this. It looks sweet, man, dude. So I I know a lot of people like Sopranos. Yeah, my, my dad is the biggest Sopranos fan I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And he showed me The Sopranos when I was on A&E, like, censored. Yeah. Super young. And I've been in The Sopranos for a while now. And this movie looks perfect. Mm-hmm. Looks amazing. It's basically showing the origins of, like, a young Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, fun fact, James Gandolfini's dead. The guy who played Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. The guy play, young, playing young Tony Soprano's his son. Really? Yeah. Mike, Michael Gandolfini. That's great. Yeah. He'd never watched Sopranos before until he auditioned for this. Because he said it. And he said it was super hard because it's his dad who passed. Yeah. He had to watch him, but he, like, watched the entire show, then auditioned for this. And got it. That's sweet. So he definitely got his dad's mannerisms and stuff down perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if you're a big Sopranos guy, this is going to be a great movie to watch. It's going to be in theaters and on HBO Max. Yeah. So I'm, I haven't watched Sopranos. Uh, you should. 100%. But I'm going to, once I finish Naruto, which I'm almost done with that, then I'm going to be mm-hmm. on Invincible for, like, that, what, eight episodes? Yeah, I mean, I started in some, I'm I'll binge that in, like, a, one weekend. Yeah. And then I'm going to hit The Sopranos hard. I mean, you have until October 1st, I think, is the release date. Mm-hmm. Which is plenty of time. Absolutely. How many seasons of it do you know off the top of your head? Five or six. And how many episodes? Like, ten. Oh, okay, yeah, it's cake. Yeah, like, hour long. It's cake. Like, 50 hours. One a day, I'll finish in two months. Yeah, I think it's five. Joey just watched it recently, Seppi, mm-hmm. and he knew I loved it, so like I kept trying to get him to it, and obviously he's Italian, so he yeah, loves yeah. all the Italian mob <laughs> shit. Um, no, it, it's amazing. Uh, there's a lot of funny parts, there's a lot of intense parts, it's great. I mean, mm-hmm. if you like mafia shit, it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's like modern day New Jersey mafia. Okay. Um, yeah, I 100% recommend it, and then, uh, I was just say something else about it too, but I forget. Oh, the, the, some of the cast members mm-hmm. who aren't in the actual show but are in this, it's going to be sweet. Ray Liotta's in it. Mm-hmm. I saw um, that. I think John Berthendahl, or whatever his name is, is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of... There's someone else that's like really big in it. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, it, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, and then Disney officially renamed the Boba Fett ship to Boba Fett Starship rather than being called the Iconic Slave One. And a lot of fans are already just like saying, fuck them. Like, we're calling it Slave 1. I mean, my thing is, like, why are you going to change it, like, officially? Why don't you just never refer to it as Slave 1? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, in the book of Boba Fett, like, you have to be like, like, Boba doesn't have to go all the time, like, hey, let's get into Slave 1. Like, no, he's like, let's get out of here, and then just get in the fucking ship and leave. Yeah. Like, why? Let's get to my ship. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to fucking, and then you're going to come out here with, like, uh, what do we call it, guys? Uh, Boba Fett's Starship. Like, come on, man. <laughs> That's so fucking generic. No, I, I... Like, you need a viable plan B, you know? Yeah, I, I get this, but I don't get this at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, that's where I'm at. Um, I get where some calls me slave ones very, like, ooh. Yeah, personally... But it's been that way forever, just keep it. Yeah, personally, I think a true disney theme name for that ship should have been Overseas Child Worker 1. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. <laughs> oh jeez, right? Because he's gonna come knocking on my door now. <laughs> Open up. <laughs> and then, We're getting canceled by Disney. The, the, only other, out. the only other thing I have was Sing 2's trailer dropped. Yeah, I didn't see this yet. It looks sweet, man. I love the first Sing movie. 
And, like, they got all the original cast plus some more people like Halsey and Pharrell and Eric Bono. Bono's the fucking, like, lion they're trying to recruit or some bullshit. Oh, I hate Bono, but that's, <laughs> that's a good get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh... And what's his name? Bobby, Bobby Carnival. Is that Matthew McConaughey's name? No, the guy, you didn't know his name. His name oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, I think he's gonna be the villain. Yeah, I mean, he has, like, guy. a hard, like, accent, like a New York accent. Mm-hmm. So I can see it. Um, but yeah, that was all I really had for movies. Anything you want to toss in? Saw Quiet Place 2. Yeah? Fantastic. It was good, dude. Uh, I love the, uh, it kind of leaves on a cliffhanger. Not getting spoilers, but... Yeah, yeah, it kind of did the same thing the first movie did. Yeah. Where, like... It abruptly ends. It kind of did the same thing where it was like, okay, um... So we have this new like way to stop the monsters, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna stop over like at gunpoint with them or something, or like we kill one and it's like okay, there's more, but yeah, how are we gonna stop them? Now, yeah, the, I mean, if they want to make this trilogy, it 100 makes sense. Like now, they have a way for everyone to beat the monsters, mm-hmm. and I can see that being like the last movie. There's yeah, all they gotta do is t- tune to the satellite station. Yeah, and they'll be good to go. Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, then let's take it over to TV. First up. Loki. All right. How much we put on the time? Um. Do we have to do ten minutes? No, let's do let's do five. Yeah, yeah. Then if if we get past, <laughs> we'll get past. I have a timer. Okay. So it's gonna go off. Three, two. All right. So overall, this episode was sweet. Fuck IGN for coming out and giving it a five out of ten. That's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous, dude. It was like, okay, look. <laughs> Yeah, they stray away from like their what the story they were telling, but like that makes it better because yeah. it's like, what am I expecting? You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, so many things happened like towards the end of the show. Um, pretty much, so Loki's trying to fuck himself. <laughs> and th- thank God, Moby's called it out because we're talking about <laughs> yeah, all we're last talking week. About it so much, like, dude, like, <laughs> he's getting vibes for himself. <laughs> And, and Mobius called out, like, you're so narcissistic that, like, you only fall in love with yourself, like, bearing of yourself. But, I mean, let's get to the episode. That is the reason that they were saved off that planet. was mm-hmm. because it was a nexus being that, like, a guy fell in love with this variant. <laughs> Maybe that. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's why it happened. Well, 100% did. That's what Loki is going to say to Sylvie before mm-hmm. he got pruned. Which, that's just wild. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, Mobius got pruned as well. That's wild. Wow. Yeah, but, like, the whole thing's, like, the lid's off. Like, everything's... Everyone, yeah, it's falling apart. Yeah, like, Hunter B-15 is now, like, aware. Yeah. Self-aware now. Uh, Mobius is aware now. Um, the Timekeepers are a sham. They're just the, mm-hmm. Wizard, of, the Wizard of Oz now. Vana's coming out as, mm-hmm. as a bad chick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, um... I got big vibes of uh, was Ray and Kylo and Snoke's chamber room. Mm-hmm. Remember B-15 opened up the doors and gave Sylvia yeah. her sword back. And she decapitated mm-hmm. fucking the robotic timekeeper. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. This, this episode is great. I mean, it, I was saying that well, during it, this is like a big like finale vibes. It was, yeah. A lot of shit was going on. Yeah. Um, and then anything else like major... Up except the post credit. Uh, Lady Sif cameo. Oh yeah, Lady Sif showed up. Yeah, Loki in the nuts like eighteen times. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm I'm glad to see a cameo from her because she's been around since Thor two. Mm-hmm. And she was in Agents of Shield one 
episode too. Yeah, but because of like a contract that uh, what's her name, Jamie Alexander, mm-hmm. had with Thor one show, she she it, it, she could have been Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. which theoretically probably saved her life. <laughs> like she probably would have died in Thor Ragnarok yeah. with the rest of the uh, Asgardians. Yeah, what's it? Um, Warriors three mm-hmm. and Lady Sif. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm glad to see her back. I hope they bring her back in Thor: Love and Thunder too. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, you. We were talking about when it was going mm-hmm. on, but I still think his most painful memory would have been the Hulk kicking the shit out of him. Oh yeah, but I guess the CGI and like, well, the budget, it would have been just like. Eh. And I mean, it's not only is it, like a physical pain, but like she also says, you're gonna always be alone. So it's like a true, emotional pain. true, yeah. That's things. Well, Hulk just gonna smash him a hundred times. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, that looked like he was in pain, dude. Like, I know. But still. Uh, no, but that, uh, another big reveal was the after credit scene, too. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. So, uh, the sanctum of Loki's. Yeah, the Citadel. Yeah, the Citadel of Loki's. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it literally gave me vibes like that. So, we found out after you're pruned, you don't die. You, just, yeah. you, you get thrown somewhere. And Loki got pruned, obviously. And we come back to where he got pruned to, and it's just literally a bunch of Loki berries. Crocodile Loki, young Loki. Black Loki. Yeah, black Loki. Because, <laughs> I mean, we don't know. We don't know what it is, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's a bunch of different variants. I mean, there's Lady Loki, there's Black Loki, and Crocodile Loki, <laughs> and Kid Loki, and then I don't know who the other one is. It's another yeah. normal guy. I don't know. Like, as a weird, boring white dude. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's like, when you get pruned, you just go to, like... Essentially, the recycle bin of your variant type. Yeah, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, which I could kind of makes sense in a way. I can see where it's just a landfill of variant Loki's, mm-hmm. but I can also see it being just like a teleportation device, essentially to send you to a a place that's like very like deadly, and mm-hmm. the Loki's are the only ones surviving. Desolate, yeah, yeah, like a, like a Mad Max apocalyptic world, mm-hmm. and. And, and the only people who are surviving are like the Loki variants because they're like mischievous and they can like get around it. Yeah. And then from the trailer, we always saw like the President Loki yeah. thing. So I think that's where this is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, you're the king of Loki's. And it's like, okay. I can see the next episode starting with like Mobius mm-hmm. after he got sent there. Yeah. I want. I, and then like I, another Loki saves him. Yeah. The only like notch in my theory could be if Mobius pops into the same place as Loki. Yeah. But if Mo- <laughs> it'd be funny to see a bunch of Mobiuses though. A bunch of Owen Wilsons. Oh, and he wakes up and he's Wait, like... Sh- timer's going off. No. I, I might have another two minutes. Okay. All right, you're good. Just picture this, though. Okay, Mobius wakes up. He looks up, and it's a bunch of Owen Wilson Mobiuses. Wow. And they all in unison say, wow. <laughs> it's like Marley and me, Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the internship. I don't know. What that's Wedding it. crashes Owen Wilson. Yeah. Is that the internship? The one from Night at the Museum. Wow. <laughs> 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 The little guy just on uh, Marley B's uh, shoulder. Oh my god. Dude. Luke Wilson's randomly there. <laughs> yeah, Luke Wilson's From there. old school. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, um, man. No, I, I, this, this show, man. Mm-hmm. It's great. My friend, shout out to my friend Josh Gunst. He texts me before, because he watches in the morning. Yeah. And I watch when we get here so we can talk about it on the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he texts me. He gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I agree with that. It's great. And he was saying how excited I was. It's, it's insane. I was like, yeah, dude, it's great. Yeah, I just don't know where they're going to go for the next two episodes. Which is kind of like a nice thing. Like, you can't predict anything. The other thing is, do you think Ravana's pulling the strings? I think she, I think there's someone else pulling the strings still, and she's just like, 
I wonder the who it is. The sidekick. I wonder who it is. I mean, we said it last week. It could be Kang. I don't. I just don't know if they're going to introduce Kang this way. Because they, I feel like they're just not trying to introduce like major villains. Yeah. In the shows. But hear me out here. Uh, what's the the little, the little city in the uh, quantum realm mm-hmm. that could be where he's from? Yeah. Somethingopolis. Yeah. Uh, Chronopolis, I think it is. Kangopolis. Yeah, that's like a city in a thing where it's like a. It's in the tiny verse, not the quantum realm, mm-hmm. but there's no like time. It's in between things. Like the quantum realm was used in that game to jump around. Yeah. Um, and that's how the time can move differently in TVA because it's actually in the in the quantum realm, mm-hmm. the TVA, and that can set up Kang for the Ant Man show pretty well. Yeah. Because they'll already be in the quantum realm. I don't know. There's definitely I'm, we're out of time right now, but there's definitely like something there. Yeah, I, I definitely think that could be a possibility, but I don't want to keep talking about it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, definitely check out Loki if you haven't already. It's a great show. Yeah, and if you do watch episode four, it's after credit scene. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, The Bad Batch. Um, Did you watch the newest one? Um, yes. A lot of shit, dude. It was great. Uh, there's a big reveal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was pretty sweet that Boba Fett... And Omega essentially just the same person. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they said something like Boba Fett was considered the Alpha, called Alpha, clone Alpha. And then she They changed Omega. him to Boba and he's Omega. Mm-hmm. She's Omega. So that's pretty sweet, I yeah, think. I think so too. Yeah. Um, the Kaminoans were like slaughtered essentially. Just the one was. Yeah, but that place looked like desolate. Like it looked like. Well, that was their OG clone facilities. Oh, okay. That's okay. like the, that was like their abandoned clone facility okay. before they moved that part. to the new one. Then, um, the one that got marked by Fennec Chan or Cad yeah, Bane, whoever Fennec Chan killed him. Yeah, like that. she. Uh, that Kaminoan was the one who gave Obi Wan the tour. Oh, okay. In clone uh, attack of the clones. Gotcha. Okay. Damn. Yeah. And then, uh, do you think those were Snoke? Clones? No, that's definitely Kaminoan. You think? Yeah, but Snow kind of looks like Kaminoan. He kind of does. <laughs> and, K- and Kamino could be the ones who gave him the original clone stuff. Because mm-hmm. obviously, I mentioned last week with the Doctor from Mandalorian, mm-hmm. with the, with the uh, Kim, Kim, uh, Kaminoan patch. Kamino patch. Do you think we'll see Omega in the future? I, so, so my, like live action? Also, going back to what my friend Josh Kent said, because he watches that show too. Mm-hmm. He said... Like, what if we see, like, a live-action version of her? Mm-hmm. Which is definitely possible, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it, Maybe it's in the Book of picture. Boba. Yeah, it's tough to picture, though, you I know? I can see in the Book of Boba, dude. Especially if her, Omega, and Phoenix Shan kind mm-hmm. of, like, come cool after all this, you I know? I can see it. I can see it. I can see it, too. I mean, I was kind of skeptical when he started talking about it, but I can see it, but I just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to picture that far ahead. I can see it, though. It's a good. It's a good show, though. I'm really fucking with the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch is great. Um, anything else from that episode, though? No, I mean it was pretty much just like a couple of reveals, and it was just a bounty hunter battle, which mm-hmm. is pretty. Was a pretty sweet battle. It was, yeah. Between Finnick and uh, Cad Bane, yeah. All right, and then Rick and Morty season five episode two. You didn't see it, I did. No, I saw one though. Mm-hmm. One was good. One, one was actually really good. <laughs> it was so trippy. Uh huh. This, this this next one was trippy as hell too. What's man. the premise? Um, squids are attacking decoy families. Decoy Smith families. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And it just goes berserk after that. Damn. 
So, so good, Rick and Morty's killing yeah, it? Yeah, there's nothing like plot developing wise, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I guess that's all we can really say with that. Then, uh, for other, th- other stuff for TV I had, The weekend is set to write, produce, and star in the HBO pop singer cult drama series called The Idol. Drip off American Idol? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I feel like it'll be about, like, some pop star who gets into, like, drugs and some bullshit. And it's like a drama series. Yeah, I mean, The weekend, I can see him killing that because yeah. he essentially lived it. And, like, the last couple things he did over that last album, like, music videos-wise, were, mm-hmm. like, very, like, cinematic. So if he helped write part of the music videos and shit like that, mm-hmm. I can see. I mean, he's definitely, like, a mind for TV show, yeah. TV show, you know? Then uh, rumors are coming out that Obi-Wan will fight an Inquisitor in his live-action show. Seems that's, pretty cool. That's sick. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Um, uh, The Grand Inquisitor? That would be Rebels. cool. That would be cool. I don't know if they'll introduce him yet, though. But regardless, there's so many Inquisitors that you can, like, mm-hmm. all the ones from Jaffa Fallen Order. Yeah. All the yeah, ones on that the, show. Was, was it Nine Sisters? Or, or Nine? The Nine Sisters. No, nine, not Nine Sisters. Uh, yeah, so the Nine Sisters. Yeah, there's that. Nine Inquisitors or something, seven or something like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, And then Marvel also changed the post credit scene in WandaVision. It appears that something which could be either White Vision or Doctor Strange floating down towards Wanda's cabin. Yeah, I saw a whole, yeah. watch a whole the internet's ten, like blown up about it. I watched a whole <clears throat> ten minute video reacting to it, yeah. like theories and shit. Uh, I mean, they did announce after. I think we definitely talked about how Doctor Strange is supposed to be the one for the commercials, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to make like a ghostly like <coughs> cameo in the background of like the uh, depression nexus pill commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm for it being Doctor Strange like coming down to get Wanda because it also the whole last post credit scene kind of shot from like a POV style mm-hmm. like where it's someone coming into the cabin that'd be kind of nuts um but that was all I have for TV anything that's awesome yeah two things one yeah. Dave oh fuck I forgot Dave yeah yeah you're not about it uh so it, Chuck yeah so it's like I, I I the first season was so funny yeah and the, and, there, and there's dramatic storylines that like made it like uh like good mm-hmm. you know this one's just all dramatic so far, pretty much. There's funny yeah. parts, but, like, I was not... I was with Gata. I wasn't a fan of the whole <laughs> Benny Blanco yeah, day just got, wrestling naked. It got really weird. I thought it was going to be a dream for a second, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Like, it was... I just felt uncomfortable the entire episode. Dude, I was dying, though, when he was like, do you think Drake and Future do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. There was, there was funny parts. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the one... I think episode two... The whole time was just so depressing for Dave. He was just like on the mm. outskirts and shit like that. Yeah. But um, whenever he was like had the dream where he like sent that chick home, yeah. and he had the uh the, the the pocket pussy thing and answer in it. And he jumped <laughs> off the balcony. That was so funny. Uh-huh. But like I I don't know. I'm just getting like the first episode was great too. Mm. But like whenever he thought that one Asian chick was about to kill herself. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, don't do it. Yeah. No. That so that was all funny. But like, I guys think they're. I they need like a strictly like funny episode to get you back in. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not out. I'm gonna watch a new episode tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I I'm not enjoying it as much as I enjoyed season one so far. I hear you. I, I I think it's hilarious still, but um, yeah, that episode did get weird as shit. Yeah, that's what, that's what probably one of the funniest things over the season. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. 
I was losing that they kept calling each other Chuck. No, the, the Chuck thing was funny, but also just got very annoying after a while. <laughs> yeah. Where they just nonstop said Chuck. And then the whole gum in the asshole thing was just mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. But all right. Um, anything else between you? Yeah, another one. Well, it's not really TV, but uh, Barcelona is doing the same on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. It's like their newest like, reality show thing called Barcel vs. American. It's great. Okay. It's basically the challenge. Oh. And it's like uh, there's four, eight of them. And it's like a survivor meets a challenge where they're on the road and they have different teams. And there's a twist where the teams are ever changing. Mm-hmm. Like every challenge, you have a chance to change. And and it's it's I mean, it's really good. It's on. There's only six episodes for it, and they're on episode four tonight. Yeah, it's every night. So like by the next couple of days, will be over. Okay, I, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Gotcha. Um. All right. Well, with that, let's take it over to music. So jams of the week. Um. I'll have three for you here. Uh, if you want to toss one in, though, just let me know. First up is Red Light, Green Light by the Baby. Let's go. the baby so i like this then uh was your name by tyler the creator and young boy never broke again i like this mm. I, I i had a big tyler creator face in high school yeah yeah I had a shirt with a cat on it and it said the initials of like Wolfgang, uh, was it Wolfgang, kill them all, don't give a fuck, or whatever it was, like all like mm-hmm. painted out. It was very sweet. Then uh, Tokyo Nights, Logic and Life. Oh, I was off Wolfgang, kill them all, don't give a fuck. That's been hard. Good flow. Yeah, I like that. Then uh, I like the screech from Zach Morris on in the beginning. <laughs> then let me know by the surfaces. I like this song a lot, actually. This is a great, like, day vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like this one, too. Absolutely. Then, uh, Freshman 10 Freestyle, which is 10th anniversary of Big Sean's... Uh, finally Famous? Yeah, Finally Famous. I'm a big big Sean guy too. Mm-hmm. I fun fact, my first concert was Jones Brothers. My second one though 
Which Sean. was with Big Sean opening after Final Fantasy just dropped. Nah, that's cool. Yeah. That was sweet. It was so sweet. Then I have Bastille, Distorted Light Games. Then, um, all right, these are the Jam of the Week options, though. So the big one that you'll probably hear a lot, I think Doja Cat dropped an album, too, but I don't really like any of the bigger songs that came off of that. Yeah. There's one with Ariana Grande, and then one with The Weeknd. Okay. I wasn't, like, huge on them. Yeah. Uh, but this one is the other big one from the week, Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. I know, I heard this one already. Yeah, I heard this one already. It's great. Yeah, I haven't heard the sec second two yet, mm -hmm. but this is going to be top of B because I already love this song. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, that's all right. The other two have to be coming out of the gate swinging to beat that one. Uh, this one is Tell Him No by Juicy J and Pooh Shiesty. <laughs> Person Pooh Shiesty has got convicted or something. Country Song of the Week. Okay. It's called... You're going to hear this all summer at the country concerts and tailgates and shit. I can guarantee that. Okay. It's Where the Country Girl's At by Trace Adkins, Luke Bryan, and Pitbull. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, 
Oh my god. But you know you're gonna be at a fucking tailgate this summer if they're allowed. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. But no, they're at full capacity. Like you're gonna hear the fucking all the country chicks singing this shit, dude. Like they're gonna be all dancing this shit. It's gonna be like you go to kill a cowboy, you're hearing this. No, I 100 percent wrote that song already. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I listened to this song like five times. When I first yeah, heard no, it. I was like, this is the most wild fucking mashup of artists. No, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm all in on that. Um. I'm still going to give Jam of the Week the Bad Habits. That's but, fair. That's fair. Because that one's more funny than I did. <laughs> yeah. that. It's a great country song, but like, Bad Habits is a great song. I'll give it to that. All right. Fair enough. Well, your Jam of the Week, Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. Close runner-up, Where the Country Girl's At by Trace Atkins, yeah, Luke Bryan, and Pitbull. What a trio. Check out the uh, playlist on Talking Dirty Jams on Spotify. As well as the podcast, obviously. But with that, uh, take it away, Ryan. Um, real quick, before we end it up, just a quick update. Uh, Mississippi State won nine nothing, so they are the College World Series champs. Damn, nine nothing, dude. Damn, um, the fans spoke. Exactly. Anyway, um, another week in the books. Like I said, follow us. I mean, yeah, follow our podcast on Spotify. Talking Dirty presented by Dirty Day Sports. We're also still on SoundCloud until like September, so go listen there if you want to. Um, at Dare J Sports on both Instagram, TikTok, on all three, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. I started posting pod promos on TikTok. We're going to get more TikToks out there soon. We just kind of got to get over the nerves. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're too old for TikTok, so it's, we're kind of hesitant. Anyway, um, two chains line of the week. My crib's so big a dinosaur can run through that shit. I'm a shark. You're a tuna fish. <laughs> all right, see ya. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell. I guess I'm doing well This is just part of our survival She said that I don't care As she swept back her hair I guess this isn't our revival The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of line But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing These questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind Right, girl, wrong time